All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. During these times of intense isolation, there's one show that could help us all feel a little more connected and maybe a little more in love with New York City. High Maintenance, which has been called TV's most human show. High Maintenance follows a weed delivery guy as he zips around New York City on his bike, attending to his customers. The guy serves as a guide of sorts through a series of short, often funny, and touching vignettes that give us a peek into the lives of New Yorkers. The show began as a web series collaboration between Ben Sinclair, who plays the guy, and my next guest, Katja Blickfeld. High Maintenance was picked up by HBO in 2016 and recently launched its fourth season. And I'm happy to welcome co-creator, director, and executive producer, Katja Blickfeld, to all of it. Hi, Katja. How are you? Hi, Allison. I'm great. Thanks for having me. So you began your career, please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, you began your career as a a casting director. Uh, You won an Emmy for it for 30 Rock. What did you learn from that experience that helped you make high maintenance? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I think it definitely uh, opened my eyes to all the, the great talent in New York. We had such a high volume of people coming through auditioning for 30 Rock every week. And, you know, there's only so many roles that uh, we had to fill. So I think that is that was definitely one of the main impetuses for making the show was just knowing, like, we had this wealth of talent we could turn to. And I think just knowing, like, what a great resource, um, the, act, the most valuable resource is the actor um, in storytelling, it feels like. At least that, that's sort of, that's been our approach, and it's served us well. I think. Yeah. <laughs> There's this interesting piece in GQ that you say that that last month you may have seen it said how high maintenance became law and order law and order for millennial oh, yeah. actors. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and here's a here's a graph from it. In the years since Blackfield and Sinclair exhausted their Rolodexes, high maintenance has become virtually unparalleled at finding and showcasing up and coming New York talent. In recent years the show has arguably helped launch more careers than Saturday Night Live. What when did you realize this was happening? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't I still don't even know if that's true, <laughs> although it's a very nice sentiment. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've been doing this since what, 2012 uh in some fashion. You know, it started as a web series and then mm-hmm. eventually made the move to TV and it's been a very I I feel sort of slow growth that we've experienced. So, you know, a lot of these things are sort of imperceptible to us because we're just sort of in our we're just in our lane trying to make the show, and then we look up every now and again and check in with the world, and, and um, <laughs> it turns out people are watching. But, you know, I think our audience is pretty, it's pretty small. If, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but it's a, pretty, it's a pretty cult-like following, it feels like. So I'm always just surprised and taken aback when I hear things like that, because I'm like, who's watching? <laughs> well, when you think about, though, over the past few years, is there any one or two people, actors, particular folks who you like, you thought, you know what, I'm really glad I had the opportunity to showcase their work. Oh my God, so many. I, I mean, we could talk for hours about that. 
Um, I think one of the first ones that comes to mind is um, an actress named Helena York, who, um, you know, I met through Russell Gregory. He's the other uh, executive producer on the show. And I met her through him. He represented her, represented her then, represents her now. She was sort of just out of school when I met her and cast her on 30 Rock in a small role and um, saw a lot of potential in her and then brought her on to the show when it was still a web series. And, you know, now she, since that time, has been in, you know, Broadway shows as a lead, is on that wonderful show, The Other Two, on Comedy Central, Mm -hmm. where um, she really shines. And it's great to, you know, on our show, people just come drop through for, like, you know, one story and then they're out of there. It's great to see someone like that you know, land a show where they're front and center every week. That that's 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 a success story, I guess, to me. That's one that always sticks out in my mind. Um, but God, there's been so many. Um, truly, like uh, uh, Birgit Hupuk is another one I really love. Mm-hmm. And at, she's an actress that we had seen uh, in some some theater in New York years ago, and then brought her on to the web series. And she just came back a couple weeks ago on the show um, in an episode called Hand, if anyone saw that. But she's just really lovely. And um, I don't know. This, it's such a hard one because, like, I could, <laughs> honestly, every episode I could, like, name somebody that I've been happy to work with. That's got to just feel, I mean, just feel great. It feels incredible. You know, I got into casting because I really get turned on by potential and and finding places for people to shine and i think doing this show has just sort of taken that to the next level because you know when you're a casting director you're just presenting um options to to the Hmm. producers and to be able to then be the one to say no it's you and then furthermore to you know not just cast the person but um have the the agency to to use their gifts and like take what they do and expand whatever story we've already cooked up, you know, based on, on what they're bringing to the table, that's really exciting, you know. And so ma- that happens all the time. We cast someone we have a hunch about, and then we get to set, and they're even so much more than what we knew or what we dreamed of. And then just being able to, to on the spot work with that and, and sort of, you know, adjust the story to to meet those that hmm. skill set. It's just, it's really satisfying, I have to say. My guest is Katya Blickfeld. She's co-creator, director, and EP of the HBO show High Maintenance. So the show's it's unique in the terms of it. It mixes the vignette format. This is a concept people know about. But mixing it with the idea of a roving weed dealer as, <laughs> as the conduit to, between yeah. all these people in New York He's City. So what came first? Was it the, the concept or the format? The weed dealer on the bike or the format of vignettes? I mean, it's hard to say. It's very chicken or egg. (laughs) Those ideas sort of came about together, I think. Um, You know, we really wanted to make something that was short format. It was during the time of sort of, I wouldn't say it was the dawn of the web series. There were certainly many that had enjoyed some sort of success before we came along. But... um, but, yeah, we knew we wanted to do something short format, and we knew that we didn't, you know, we weren't able to offer a lot of compensation for people's time, if any. <laughs> and so 
it kind of was one of those things where we were like, we can really only ask for a day of someone's time since they're doing it for free. Well, you know, if we just change up the cast every week, then that seems like we could we can get away with that. And so it just sort of became um, anthology by default in that way. Um, the weed delivery part, I, yeah, I, people ask about that a lot, and I'm, I'm, I think both Ben and I are always hard pressed to figure out um, when we exactly had that idea. But um, it probably had a little something to do with one of our habits and um, <laughs> getting inspired by by the real life interactions that we've had with um, delivery people, and just sort of thinking about how, you know, the they they have come into they had crossed our thresholds at all sorts of times of life um you know they'd come in the middle of chaotic uh times of upset as well as happy times you know sort of thinking about how one doesn't like clean up and and make their house or apartment cute for the weed dealer to come i don't know it just sort of reflecting on those sorts of things we thought huh that could be interesting those interactions are typically pretty short um the stories we want to tell are short you know yeah it just kind of organic i don't know how it came about but Mm -hmm. yeah those those ideas sort of unfolded simultaneously I, i guess was it always, well, what was the intention, I should say, of not giving the weed dealer a name, that he's the guy? I think we wanted, well, I don't think we've ever, uh, Ben or I have never really known any of our delivery people's real names. It's pretty typical for them to go by aliases. So that's part of it. And then we thought, initially, we thought it could be interesting to portray this character in a way that sort of only let you in as much as, um, would only let you know him as much as his customers do. And then, of course, over the years, that's been, uh, that's changed because, well, who knew, we didn't know we were going to have this long of a run, truly. <laughs> we had we had no, no end game, you know, in sight. So, uh, yeah, of course, over the years, as, as the character has endured and we've gained fans and people who really care a lot about that character, you know, it felt like we kind of owed it to our viewers to give them a little something, um, and plus it just makes for better TV. But um, I think we're still pretty reserved in in what we're what information we're letting out there. You uh, you get a little more in this this week's finale. My guest is Katya Blickfeld. She is the co-creator, director, and EP of High Maintenance on HBO. You mentioned you know we know this started as a web series, and it was interesting in your answer about short you know, short form was because we could, we could, we wouldn't pay you. So you only show up for a day. So that's okay. But then you go to HBO, which where they open the vault occasionally yeah. <laughs> and there's money in there. Um, but you stuck with the short format. What went into those decisions? I mean, you could have expanded it. Yeah, I think we, you know, when we got, when we, when we had the opportunity to go to HBO they were great in the sense, well, they were great in many senses, but one thing they said was, we don't really want you to change your recipe. We we like what you're doing. People like what you're doing. More of the same, please. And, you know, however you want to translate what you do to the to the television format, just give us 20 to 30 minutes of, of programming every week. So we thought about that, and we were like, yeah, why can't we just kind of 
you know, are, are, why can't we just keep um, making the stories as long as they need to be? That had sort of always been mm. our guiding um, principle. Like, a, a, the story should just be as long as it, sh- it needs to be to be told. So there were web webisodes that were, you know, six minutes, seven minutes, and then there are some that are 20. Um, we figured there was a way to to do that in this space, too, and then you know, when sometimes like there there have been other things that have gone from one medium to another or transferred from you know network to network, and sometimes people make these big changes, and it doesn't go over so well. You know, we thought we too want to to be true to what we have been and not upset our small fan base and and have them think like right off the bat, oh, they sold out, they're on TV now, it's totally different. You know, we were sort of scared of getting that kind of feedback, so. I think, yeah, I think we sort of started from that point. But, of course, you know, we play with that from time to time. There are some episodes that, um, you know, aren't two to three contained stories, but maybe they're interwoven or, you know, I think we've had some that just follow one character primarily. And, and yeah, those, it's been nice to have the freedom to do that. I don't, I think that's pretty rare. I read an article where you said about your writer's room, sometimes we talk more than we write. Yes. (laughs) Why does that work for the show, and and how do we see it on screen, that you guys are talkers as much as writers? Uh, Well, I think, I mean, that's that's hard to answer. Uh, Each episode is really just, like, I would say, a a patchwork quilt of our conversations. Hmm. Um, And then we typically go off, on our own to write and that doesn't really happen in the room um and we do sort of try to build a room that's well first of all full of people that we want to spend that much time with and and full of people whose stories we want to hear and whose povs we want to engage with um and then yeah we just talk for those eight hours a day and have some really deep conversations it turns out people are really candid in that room and i really uh, respect and am so grateful for everyone's vulnerability in that situation because I think it does, um, I, th- I think it comes through in the stories. That, that each one, I mean, it's impossible to, like you couldn't just look at one episode and be like, oh, that's all so-and-so. It's not. There's so many wonderful little details that are provided from, you know, different people in the room. and. Sure, there's one or two people who sort of shepherd the story and get it on the page, but by and large, uh, you know, you can kind of, if you know, if you know the room and you've heard all the stories, you can kind of see each person represented in there, which I really have come to appreciate and love. Hi, Manus is so good at taking current events and, and cultural moments and incorporating them into the sh- the show and the stories. Have you put your brain on? What this moment, this self-isolation, this COVID-19, <laughs> if it's going to work its way into the next season? In? Oh, God. It's, I mean, of course, it's hard not to do that. Uh, and, of course, a, a lot of um, the writers have been texting each other sort of jokingly about that. But I also think we're all in kind of a survival mode at the moment, and uh, it's hard to think too deeply about that. But, yeah, if we were to come back, I, you know, that would... Of course, it would have to be represented. This is the new reality, right? And we're pretty, pretty committed to trying to reflect reality back to the world. So, yeah, 
I would imagine if, if we were to come back and tell more stories, you would definitely, um, we would definitely be reflecting this, this time right now. You said if. Is there a chance you won't come back? Is this a chance that this is it? Well, you never know. I mean, we haven't, usually we get a, have a conversation about the next season, um, sort of, you know, mid, midway through the airing uh, schedule. This time, you know, <laughs> we've had some events happen. So it's not, you know, it's not a top priority conversation at the moment, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, you know, well, every, we never know if we're coming back or not. Well, fingers crossed. I think it's just yeah, every, the world's just on pause. <laughs> yes, exactly. My guest has been Katya Blickfeld, co-creator, director, and EP of High Maintenance. Katya, thanks for making time today. Oh, thanks for having me. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.